This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And I know whenever we talk about sex offenders, probably the bulk of my texts are people saying, lock them away, we should never see them again. And I think as hard as it is for a society to admit it, sex offenders need help. And I know right when I say that, people are going to say, I can't believe it, you bleeding heart liberal. But there is an issue here where someone is going to be convicted of a sex offense, and especially if it is a, a repeat sex offender. Is locking them up and doing nothing really the right answer? Because eventually they will have to come out onto our streets. And then what happens? There has been a program that has run out of the Alberta Hospital in Edmonton, the Phoenix program. I'm going to find out more about that. But more importantly, it appears that this sex offender treatment program is quietly being closed by the provincial government. Ian Savage is president of the Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, joins us today. Hello, Mr. Savage. Hi, Angela. Was I too harsh in uh, probably giving a synopsis on what most people say when they hear about sex offenders? Well, I'll I'll, I'll take the uh, bleeding heart uh, liberal uh, uh, designation uh, quite happily, but... uh... Uh, no, you weren't too harsh. And I, I think on from every angle, both, of course, public safety, which is paramount, uh, offender treatment, which is important, and uh, economics, uh, none of this makes sense. Ian, tell me what the Phoenix Sex Offender Treatment Program is. It's a, it's a longstanding program run out of a secure, uh, and when I say secure, it's a, it's a serving facility uh, for uh, people who have uh, been sentenced to uh, Presently, to uh, pro- provincial uh, jail terms of uh, two years less a day or, or less, and it's um, it's a it's a highly intensive uh, program. It's uh, 35 hours a week of uh, intensive therapy while uh, serving the last year of the jail sentence, followed by uh, upwards of eight months of daily four-hour sessions uh, once released and then long-term uh, support follow-up from the program, even sometimes after the uh, jail sentence is served. So it's, it's, a, it's a three-step process, and uh, it's proved highly, highly uh, effective uh, compared to other programs around the world, actually. You've said it's a long-standing program. How long has the Phoenix program operated? You know, I don't have that number in front of you, but it, it's well over 20 years. And you also made a point of saying these are people who have been um, convicted in the provincial court system? Yes, um, in the provincial uh, system, as in, uh, as most people or some people may know, uh, if you receive a jail sentence of two years or more, you serve your time in a federal penitentiary or prison, Uh, whereas uh, if you uh, receive a a jail sentence of less than two years, anything less than two years, that's what you see in the news quite often, someone received a two years less a day sentence, that's a a provincial jail time sentence. Uh, The federal uh, system used to uh, partially fund the program and and, uh, would therefore entitled to have uh, federally sentenced uh, prisoners uh, in that program and uh, the federal government uh, too as well. discontinued their funding uh, recently and uh, we're hoping the, uh, the federal uh, government might change that but if, if the province shuts down the program entirely as the way they're suggesting um, Alberta is uh, and the public are seriously at risk. 
Now, Ian, you're the president of the Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, and I I think you've teamed up with the Criminal Trial Lawyers Association in raising this issue. Can you give me an idea, as a defense lawyer, if you are defending someone who is convicted of a sex offense, do you argue to the judge in sentencing that I, I want this person to go through the Phoenix program? Or is this the judge's call? It's not the judge's call directly, but the, uh, any sentencing judge can make a recommendation to the correctional service as to where an inmate might serve their sentence. But it's only a recommendation. It's not binding. Uh, so, but certainly uh, when we have clients in this category that are open and willing to accept treatment and recognize you know, the crimes they've committed and the, and the, and the problems that they may have, personally, that uh, require therapy and treatment to uh, protect us all down the road, uh, we, we will uh, canvas with the Phoenix program uh, the availability of, uh, of uh, getting our clients into that program. Of course, whether it be the federal government or the provincial government, they want to see success rates. So over these, well, this longstanding program, what kind of, and how do you gauge success then? I suppose recidivism, but uh, what have you seen with those people who've gone through the Phoenix program? Well, uh, as we've made mention in our press release today, um, there's been a fairly recent study of 120 People have gone through the Phoenix program over a three-year period, and uh, the report uh, generated indicated a uh, recidivism or uh, repeat offending uh, rate as low as 3.3%, which is miraculous compared to, I think, uh, frankly, the, the the general rate of reoffending for sex offenders would be probably in the neighborhood of 25% or, or higher. So. The, the Phoenix program is, is, is world-recognized as, as one of the best. Ian, sex offenses, it's a pretty broad term, and, um, and, I, and I, maybe I'm going to have to be delicate here, but if we have here of anyone who is convicted of sexually offending a child, oh, we even have less sympathy for them. Does the Phoenix program treat specific sex offenders? Uh, I'm just wondering, or is it the, the umbrella of sex offenses? It's, it's an umbrella, but to be honest, um, this program is actually meant for the, the worst offenders, the, you know, the child sex abusers, the, uh, the multiple offenders over their lifetime. This is, this is meant for the people who need the treatment most. And you talk about a lot of, well, it, it sounds like a lot of therapy when you're saying, what was it, 35 hours of therapy every week. So do you, do you have any details on what kind of therapy that is? Is this just group therapy, talk therapy, any idea? I, I can't give you any specifics. Um, I haven't had a client through the program recently, yeah. so I, I, I apologize. I'm not entirely up to date, but it would be a variety of uh, intensive treatment programs, yes. Now, and again, according to what you've managed to glean from the province, it sounds like Alberta Health Service is going to maintain control over the administration, and it's going to be based out of the Calgary Correctional Centre, but it's going to be a lot less hours. I think six hours of treatment I'm reading here per week compared to the 35. Is that what you're understanding? Well, that, that's our understanding, and this is this is part of our difficulty uh, with what the government is doing, number one, we 
we, you know, frankly, we addressed the minister and her senior staff directly on the Phoenix program uh, as recently as about four, four or five weeks ago in a, in, a, in a meeting when we were discussing various issues with the minister, uh, the minister of justice, that is. Um, and so there's been no advance notice to anybody involved, as far as we're aware, in the program, in the criminal justice uh, uh, system. Uh, or to the public at large that this is happening, and, and we're kind of shocked. And and we've come out, uh, you know, our associations have come out uh, to try and salvage this program, see if the government can uh, hear from us and the public at large. We understand the Minister of Health was uh, doing a press conference in Edmonton this afternoon as a response, but it shouldn't have to come to this. I mean, the, the government should be uh, addressing the public at large on this issue, and uh, we're, we're disappointed that they haven't. Can you give me an idea, without this program then, or prior to this program, and I guess that's going back a ways, if someone is convicted of, let you you say, the worst of the worst when it comes to sexual offenders, what would be their, what would be the consequences? Do they just spend two years less a day in a provincial judge, a jail, rather, and then they're out, or are they, would they be receiving some kind of therapy? Well, uh, to be clear, as I said, um, individuals who received a federal sentence and frankly if it's the worst of the worst they're receiving a federal sentence yeah okay you know three four five years are up uh, depending on the on the gravity of the situation but uh, then they go into a federal penitentiary and and there's there's limited programming available in federal penitentiaries for this uh the phoenix program as i said uh deals with individuals sentenced to less than two years and uh, so if, if they're not uh, going to be, uh, if this program disappears, then they either come to Calgary, serve it in the, you know, do this, this six hours a week, which is, frankly, you can, you can, you can get better, better counseling going to AA if you're an alcoholic uh, than, the, you know, than six hours a right. week uh, in, a, in a provincial jail. So the provincial jail environment is not conducive to this type of treatment. We just... We don't have any, as I said, any medical, scientific, or economic basis for what they're doing. But they would then serve their two years less a day, and then they're just out in society. What I'm trying to get across to my listeners especially is, without this kind of program, what do sex offenders, what is their future like then as far as getting back into society? Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, You know, if, if they haven't... Frankly, to be very blunt and not too delicate, as you said earlier, you know, if you haven't received intensive therapy to learn self-control mechanisms and, and, and ways to reach out to any support groups that are out there to assist you out in the community when you start having urges to do something criminally wrong, uh, then what do you think is going to happen? They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, fail. They're going to, uh, you know, Fall, fall short, and uh, those urges will take over. Offenses will occur, and, and uh, the public will be at a higher risk. It's just, it's just pretty obvious. Ian, thanks for bringing it to our attention, and we will uh, follow it closely. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, Angela. Ian Savage, president of the Criminal Defense Lawyers Association. So I'm going to take a break here. I'm getting lots of texts. I want to hear from you as well. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Is there a part of you that says, who cares? I don't care what happens to these people. They don't need any more therapy. They can't be rehabilitated. 
or do we have to start trying to fix them if we think that at some point they're going to be coming back into society? 403-974-8255. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.